All right, welcome back. Welcome in a friend of the program, Dr. Stephen Fuller with Fuller Family Dentistry. Uh, sponsors the hotline during the Ken Miller Show. And Dr. Fuller, good to have you aboard. Hawkeye Swarm is uh, the name of our segment. We're going to do this weekly, hearing them during both of our local shows. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun, Trent, and good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a little while, and uh, back at it once again. Starting to warm up outside, spring football in the books, but long summer, long off season before we get back to football. Well, and they got a lot of construction to get completed down there in yeah. that north end zone. I was down for the spring game, and and uh, they got some concrete that needs to be poured and some bleachers <laughs> that need to be put back, and and that nice giant logo of the Tiger Hawk on the uh, water tower, and we'll be set to kick off in September. So, how much of the uh, the north end zone project? will be completed this year because it's not going to be a hundred percent completed i know that um my understanding is the suites will not be completed um and but the 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 outside bleachers will be completed but uh they better step it up a pace uh it's not disneyland down there where they can get it done uh, in a matter of weeks right uh (laughs) like i said they were still pouring uh and they need to pour some concrete, and they got to get the uh, base down also. So it, it it's going to be a wonder, and that's one reason why I went down to the spring football game, because I, I didn't figure we were going to see a whole lot, and I was correct. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> always difficult to pull a lot out of that, and uh, well, that's kind of the case every year. But we got the offseason in front of us. So here on the Hawkeye Swarm, listening each and every week on Tuesdays during the Ken Miller Show with myself, and then on Fridays uh, during Jimmy B and TC on your drive home, we're going to bring you this segment, and what it's going to be is during the offseason, we're going to really take a look back, and, and we're going to take a look back at some great seasons in Hawkeye history, great games, moments, just all kinds of different things. Doc, uh, well, give us your Hawkeye credentials. For, for people that don't know, tell us about your love for the Hawkeyes and how it all started. Well, I can uh, blame it all on my dad. I think uh, back in 1961 when I was born, uh, you know, uh, I was christened. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a young, uh, gr- young growing up, uh, we would go down. My dad had season tickets uh, since the fifties, mm-hmm. early you know when he got back from uh, Germany, and he would actually was listening to uh, uh, the Rose Bowl when he was stationed in Germany. So, wow. uh, you, if you're a Fuller, uh, you really didn't have too much chance of going anywhere else but to the University of Iowa. Uh, you know, my dad went to Drake, and he graduated from Drake from undergrad, and and uh, then went to dental school. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had season tickets uh, for basketball over at uh, the Knapp Center, and and uh, and basically football because it's so much easier to uh, you know watch basketball at Drake uh, yeah. instead of road tripping down to Iowa City. Uh, it can be treacherous coming back on I eighty. So. Uh, I think uh, I was christened black and gold. So, Well, we're going to have a lot of fun with this and a lot of great moments in history we're going to go through here in our Hawkeye Swarm segment. So today, it's going to do something a little bit off the beaten path. We're going to talk about the best Big Ten road stadium that you've been to. Now, I personally have been to every Big Ten stadium except for the two new ones. Haven't been to Rutgers, haven't been to Maryland. Where do you sit? I'm uh, on the same boat with okay. you. Um, we, uh, I, I planned to try to get to those two, but uh, schedule-wise, it just didn't work out. Yep. Um, I'm going to make it to those two sooner or later. 
Uh, I was actually the last time I was in Penn at Penn State. It was prior to uh, them being uh, extended the invitation to come into the Big Ten. Oh, okay. And uh, so I, I need to get back there because uh, they've made many upgrades uh, to their stadium, just like uh, a lot of them have around the Big Ten. So uh, the one that really needs to make some upgrades is uh, Nebraska. Yeah, and uh, you know. Thinking of that and, and thinking forward, you know, other stops that need to be there. I'm in the same boat. Haven't going to make it at some point, but but going to. So let's go through here and and let's talk about the dregs first. The the worst Big Ten stadium experiences. Now, this can entail a lot of different things. It's the people that you run into can also play a part of it. Tailgating skiing, bars maybe around there. If you're gonna hit the nightlife after the game, whatever it may be. So I kind of have my own set of rankings, but that bottom tier and at the bottom tier for me one that jumps out is indiana now i haven't been there since their renovations i was back in fact it was john butcher's first ever start i believe uh back in 98 something like that it's been a long time 20 years holy cow i'm I'm getting old doc yeah well (laughs) i was there uh basically when they when they still had the the two stands on mm-hmm. uh, both sides, uh, I've been there since they uh, enclosed the. I believe it's the north end zone, okay. and uh, we were there. Dad and I were there. Uh, actually, we were playing uh, a game at Indiana, and we they were actually kicking and uh, the field goals and they had to have somebody in the construction zone to throw the ball back out so uh we were just recently there um not last year but the year before when we played over there and Mm -hmm. and um uh they uh it's a beautiful stadium i mean they've made many upgrades to uh indiana university stadium memorial stadium if i remember correctly is what it's called and uh now they're enclosing the south end zone okay but um it's a head scratcher why because (laughs) uh they really don't fill the stands and uh when we went to get, when I went to get tickets for the Indiana game, I called down the University of Iowa, and uh, they advised me that probably I should call Indiana. I could probably get some better tickets. In oh, fact, yeah. uh, they have student tickets, uh, so instead of paying full uh, full price for my three kids, I was able to pick up student there tickets. I, I don't remember if it was five or ten dollars, but uh, you know, it's a nice stadium. It really is. And if you get over there, you can go see the uh, John uh, Cougar uh, Mellencamp uh, practice facility, and uh, they've made a lot of upgrades uh, since the time before I was there. I mean, they've got beautiful facilities, uh, baseball, softball, and uh, my understanding is they um, did an expansion to Assembly Hall uh, for the basketball pro- uh, basketball and volleyball program. So beautiful campus, really one of the one of my favorite campuses in the Big Ten. Football experience is a little bit lacking, but that's one I put on the bottom tier. Another on the bottom tier for me uh, is both Illinois and Northwestern, the two Illinois schools. Well, you got to put Purdue in there, too. And Purdue's I mean, in that bottom. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always had fun. I've been to Purdue a couple Purdue's of times. Purdue's a good time. Had fun. It's uh, if you're if you're a young single guy and you're looking for ladies, Purdue's not the place. No, to go. no. Make sure that's an Indiana trip, not a Purdue yeah, trip. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Purdue experience, the stadium, and if you're in the Iowa section, 
in the end zone, you get that stupid train whistle in your ear all game long. That sucks. Well, they've actually taken out that section oh, of, uh, of the bleachers. Oh. Well, you know, when you don't sell them, yeah, you, you get rid yeah, of them. Yeah. And uh, it's now a quasi-horseshoe. Uh, last time I was there, um, I, it was my son and I. And uh, we met Dr. Rovner over there, and uh, they were actually, uh, believe it or not, having a, a wrestling exhibition mm. where those stands used to be. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, you know you aren't selling tickets when you allow your student section to be right on the 50-yard line. Right. So, yes. and I believe students get in for free or greatly reduced tickets. So, I would probably say Purdue is close to being a bottom feeder mm -hmm. and there again nebraska because you know um i just can't believe their facilities with the uh you know with the success that they've had with their program i mean you know um it's not it, a thing of beauty no it's not it's, it's it's very odd it's big it's big it's big but it is you and know, you better not have to go to the bathroom because, uh, you know, they don't have those there either. And, and you can go all the way down to field level and you can walk on the outside. It's just, it doesn't feel like a Big Ten stadium. It no. doesn't. No. It, it has a different kind of feel. Yeah. And the facilities, you know, need to be upgraded mm -hmm. somehow. But I know. mentioned Illinois. They've gone through renovations. The Bears played there in the mid-aughts uh, and they have had some renovations. I haven't been back there. They're in a wind tunnel. It was 2004 is the last time I was at Illinois. It's probably about the Not same. Not a great experience. No, and, you know, if I remember correctly, the it's the south end zone that uh, had the, the – the track actually ran under part of the bleachers. Yeah. And I think they've renovated uh, that uh, south end zone, but I have yet to be back to – again, That that's called Memorial Stadium. One nice <laughs> thing about that uh, stadium is uh, – you know, you've got the seating outside, but when you go to the concession stands, it's all enclosed and it's all heated in there. So if it's cold out, you just you can go Huddle under in. you can go underneath and and warm up. You know, it kind of reminds me of Kinnick, so to speak. But uh, Memorial Stadium is all enclosed underneath there, and they have the heaters going full blast. So it, it's it's a nice experience, and I think uh, if I remember right, we go there this year, and yeah. I might be uh, hitting Illinois and Indiana this year. Champagne can be uh, pretty fun. Had a good time tailgating there, uh, though. After the game, we were told back to go to the, back to our farms in Iowa by by some frat guys, and I said, "Hey, buddy, turn around." There is a silo in a barn literally on your campus. Shut your mouth and we kept moving on. Well, yeah, that's basically what, uh, you know, they, they called us a bunch of farmers. And I said, but we don't have corn on our campus. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> same same story along that line. So, you know. The other one, Northwestern on the bottom tier. It's a glorified high school stadium. It is. Uh, there again, you know, uh, they've made many upgrades yes. uh, from uh, when I first started going there uh, many, many years ago. I mean, uh, you weren't sure if uh, going into the bathrooms, if uh, the stadium was going to collapse on your head. Uh, but, uh, you know, there again, it's a it's a private university mm -hmm. and, you know, they were a bottom feeder uh at the, you know, on the field until uh, their new coach uh, came on, and and uh, they've made some nice improvements to uh, the, the I believe it's the north end zone where they brought out from uh, what is their field house, um, and uh, they've 
upgraded that area and it's it's a nice cozy yes. experience and and my suggestion is if uh you go to the ticket office and walk up, uh, throw away your Hawkeye stuff, and you'll get a better ticket. Uh, if you uh, go in there with a Hawkeye jersey or something on, they'll uh, sell you the worst seat, even though uh, they, there's many more uh, bet- you know, good seats before that. So that's my advice for Northwestern. And the, the best part about it is if you're going to make a weekend of it, it's a weekend in Chicago. So. It's a weekend in Chicago. So that that's kind of maybe that would raise it up compared to West Lafayette or champagne and places like that because it is Chicago. Yeah, you, you've got some other activities you can go to uh, before and after the game. Alright, so let's go to the middle tier. The, the next tier, those are our bottom feeders. Let, let's go to the middle. TCF Bank up in Minnesota. It's a new stadium. You can buy Green Belt in there, which I love, so I can have a cold one while I'm watching the game. But, uh, I mean, it's okay. It, it's, it was just so much more fun when you'd go to the Dome and there'd be 25,000 Hawkeye fans there. Well, you know, and, and um, they did a study <laughs> prior to raising $55 plus million plus to uh, build that stadium that uh, they had more upsets uh, outside than uh, when they moved to the Dome. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, whoever decided to pay for that study, you know, you got to <laughs> be scratching your head because it's like... Um, all the schools within the Big Ten play in cold climate. Yeah. So you know you're going to get a uh, you're going to get an upset inside or outside because that's the way it is. It's one of the few stadiums I've ever been in that is not situated east uh, north to south. It's actually situated east to uh, east to west, mm-hmm. and it threw me off for quite a while because I'm trying to figure out you know the directions within the stadium. And, you know, you're thinking, okay, the north end zone, south end zone, and, and, uh, but, and I'm not a real tall person, Mm -hmm. but it, the seats, the bleachers are just about an inch too low. So my knees are actually sitting higher than my hips. So by the end of the game, my hips are so sore from sitting there. So, uh, you know, I don't know if they got their $55 million worth. <laughs> well, I know it can cure that real quick. Another grain belt. Or some cushions. That too. All right, also in the middle tier for me, Michigan State, it's fine. It's it's, it's milk toast. It's it's a decent, it's good size stadium, 75,000. Fans are pretty good. Students can be a little rollicking, but but overall, it's just it's fine. It's something as a big a Hawkeye fan, you should hit at one point, but that's not one that you have to have on your bucket list. You want to go to seven, eight, ten times. Well, it's a it's a really nice stadium. I mean, you know, you can park right outside and fairly close. And uh, um, even when uh, we had that uh, last second, well, eight second catch uh, uh, to win the game. Um, uh, it, it was so loud in there, you know, and those fan, you know, the student section can just get so loud. And how we drove the ball down and got that uh, game-winning touchdown, I'll never know. But uh, it, you talk about when that ball was caught and the uh, referee put his arms up for a touchdown, it went from major decibel level to silence and so it isn't it's a nice stadium it really is and uh you know it it, you know if you can road trip up there and spend some time Mm -hmm. you know 
it's uh, it's a nice uh, East Lansing's nice. I mean, you know, it's and they're friendly. Yeah, they're yeah, they're all right. They're all right. You know, I've, 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 maybe had an experience. You had that. a bad experience up there, well, uh, you know. Yeah. And and the game that I went to, it was uh, one they lost sixteen thirteen. I want to say maybe oh six oh seven, right in that range. And uh, I had an opportunity to kick a field goal that would have tied it. Instead, they went fourth and one. Sean Green. Fullback went the wrong way. Play got blown up. They lost, but yeah, we ran into a couple of mouthy students. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, students. Regardless, are, of uh, where students you are there. You know, they, you got they, anything they, else, Doc, in the in the middle tier before we get to the upper crust? Well, that that you don't want to put up there in the upper tier. Uh, no, not really. Okay. I'm I'm thinking you know we're we're hitting it here because for me, still in that middle tier, and this might surprise some people, is the big house. The big house is a huge bowl. There aren't dimensions to it. It is one big bowl. It's not overly loud, even when they get loud. It was a great experience. I was there in 02 when Iowa throttled them, 34 to 9, one of my favorite. In fact, when we do that show of our favorite uh, road games we've ever been to, that will be at the top of my list. But it wasn't a wow factor. Growing up, hearing about the big house and the 110,000 and all these things, and it's just, it's fine. But it's not great. No, it kind of reminds me of the Rose Bowl, so to speak. I mean, uh, and, you know, as a fan, you wish, you, you hope there's never a fire there because nobody's going to get out of that place right. because uh, uh, how they ever passed the fire code with the <laughs> aisles uh, with 110,000 in there, you cannot literally walk two people up in the aisles to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, when they made that expansion, it wasn't an expansion. They just dug the bowl deeper, yep. you know. So uh, it, it, it's nice. It has the aura, so to speak. And uh, But – you know, it's a classic old stadium, and mm-hmm. and you know, you you gotta probably put it in there. You know, upper middle. You know, but it's 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 you know it it's it's a classic. Yeah, you know, and you gotta go to the classics. So uh, we got, I believe, three remaining: Beaver Stadium, Penn State, Camp Randall, Michigan, and uh, Ohio State at the Horseshoe. Of those three, how would you rank the final three that we have remaining? Well, you know, uh, that there again, uh, you boy, you better bring your bodyguards when you go to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wear your black and gold, you're going to hear it. Yeah, you're going to hear it, and you may get accosted. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, they, you know, Barry Alvarez has done a great job up there and raising the money and things like that. And I can remember uh, going up there and sitting in that upper deck uh, at uh, Camp Randall up there, and uh, they used to play uh, the song uh, when you say Budweiser, but it's when you say Wisconsin, you said it all, and uh, then they would get to swaying, mm-hmm. and uh, that whole upper tier would literally sway. Well, the administration, uh, the the easy fix was to not allow the band to play the song during the games because they were afraid the upper deck would come crashing down on the lower deck. So that was their fix, structural engineering fix. We just don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, but uh, it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you better beware and uh, you don't keep have your, too many Budweisers up there because uh, you don't know what will happen. Yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, uh, I personally, and I, I've been to Madison more than any other place. I have family that lives in Madison, so that that's a part of it. But I've never had 
you know, negative comments really outside of good natured ribbing. But I've heard a lot of people that have had the other side of it. So I understand that. But it's not just, I mean, the stadium, it's big. Jump around's cool going into the fourth quarter, seeing that. But uh, I mean, you got bars close by. Oh, yeah. Tailgate scene's fun. Madison's just a fun town. I, I've always enjoyed it there. And I'm sure at some point I'll probably have a negative experience. But but it's certainly up there. Still, it is third to me. The 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 two at the top are Penn State and Beaver Stadium and the Horseshoe. Uh, I'm going to start first. I've been to both of them multiple times. I'm going to go with Penn State first. And it is a different kind of environment. Uh, was there for the Adrian Claiborne block punt game in 2009 in the driving rain all game long. Came back a couple of years later. Lost a, a ho-hum 13-3 game to uh, the Nittany Lions in that one. A couple weeks later, we hear about the Joe Pa and uh, what happened there a couple weeks later, which was just incredibly surreal to to be in there. But you come in, first of all, State College is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. you don't, No easy way to get there. It takes a little. We took an RV both time. Uh, one of the times drove an RV in and uh, did the tailgate in the RV lot both times. Tailgating scene is incredible. A lot of fun. Very nice fan base overall. You get a very accommodating uh, group. Hey, Glad to have you here. They'll hand you a beer, hand you a brat. It's it's very cool that way. The stadium itself, though, it is weird. I mean, it it's like an erector set. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of added here, added there. Yeah. And, and when we were there, the funny thing was uh, the wrestling program set up a card table. Uh, trying to raise money to raise their uh, their program uh, up, and uh, they were raising money. And, and at that time, Dan Gable was uh, the wrestling uh, coach at the University of Iowa. And uh, you know, it was uh, the big discussion was break up Iowa, you know, because they were such a powerhouse yeah. and everything like that. And and we got to talking to the, the those guys, and they said, "Oh, we don't want to." Uh, uh, you know, we don't want to do anything negative to Iowa. We want to be like Iowa. We want to emulate Iowa. And so we reached in our pockets and we gave them money. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do that anymore. No, don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> no, Sorry. Don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> really enjoy Penn but, State. One of my certainly favorites. And it's it's difficult to get to, but if you can, one year flew into Pittsburgh, rented a car, drove that way, went to a Pirates game. Uh, that was 09, went to the Pirates game on Friday night and drove in on Saturday. Uh, but definitely have to have it up there. And, and I finish up Ohio State, it's at the top. Now, it's at the top for stadium experience, and most importantly to me, the crowd noise. It's loud. It is incredibly loud. I've been to Tuscaloosa for an Alabama-Tennessee game back in 2009 when they were playing for their first championship you know, that's a big rivalry game, and, and big uh, Cody blocked a couple of kicks in that game. That was loud. Ohio State, I've never heard anything louder. It, it can get loud. It can get deafening in, in the, the horseshoe, and, and, and it's surprising, you know, with the open end. I mm-hmm. mean, and I don't think they have any plans in, in closing that. And it's one of the unique uh, stadiums because they actually have uh, dormitories underneath the stadium. And... Uh, so, yeah, what an experience! And then uh, uh, the one time that uh, we were there, um, we had upset Ohio State, and walking back to the car, and uh, here's this little old lady that uh, 
uh, had her uh, fur coat on and you know riding in the Cadillac, and she uh, rolls down her window and and uh, fingers us as we were just trying to walk across the street, and we couldn't help but laugh at her. The Buckeye salute! You got the Buckeye salute as you were leaving. Uh, yeah, Welcome the, to Ohio State. Yes, the, the fan base far and away is the worst in the Big Ten. I don't think it is close. It is the worst group of fans that I've ever come across in any sporting event. They're awful. But the stadium experience is very cool. VAR's very close. Tailgating's difficult there. In fact, the three times that I've been there, I've never actually tailgated. We just went to the bars that were close because you have to be a big donor to be close by. close. Yeah. 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 yeah and us visitors, in. we're not those guys. No. No. They aren't going to give you any uh, nope. perks. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> They're going to give you the worst seats low down in the horseshoe. So uh, that is uh, our look at the Big Ten stadiums. People maybe making some plans for this summer, looking into the future schedules. You can hit up Doc Fuller at, where can you find him on Twitter now? At Hawkeye Swarm is where you can find. Yep. Hawkeye Do- Swarm. Find Dr. Fuller there. If you got any questions, you can find me at Trent Condon. And uh, we've been to all of them except for the new ones. We will obviously pass that along when we make it out to Maryland and out to uh, Rutgers. Yeah, it, it, you know, like I said, I can't wait to get to Maryland and, and go see uh, Rutgers because it, what I think they have the oldest – what's their claim, Trent? Uh, uh, Rutgers is, is, is the, the oldest, oldest college football, football program in the country. Yeah. It, yeah. It, Played the first ever game. Yeah, and that's hard to believe. Yeah. It, it's out there. I mean, you know, because you, you think of – Michigan and yeah. Ohio State and Oklahoma and Texas, you'd think their programs were much older. But uh, I guess uh, when you're a bottom feeder, sometimes like <laughs> Rutgers, you, you kind of forget that stat. <laughs> stake, stake your claim anywhere <laughs> yeah. that you can. Well, this was the Hawkeye Swarm. You can catch it, catch it each and every week here on 1700. Tuesdays during the Ken Miller Show and Fridays during Jimmy B and TC. That's Dr. Stephen Fuller with Fuller Family Dentistry and the Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations on East 29th Street in Des Moines and on 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Doc, thanks for your time today. All right. Thanks, Trent. Have a good week. Thanks again to Dr. Stephen Fuller for joining us there. Part one of our double-deck Hawkeye Swarm. A look at stadiums if you're making those summer plans, trying to figure out what road trip you're looking to make in the Big Ten this year. Hopefully we gave you a little bit of perspective and got you ready for this football season. Good stuff, as always, from Dr. Fuller there. And we got more coming back on the other side. We're going to take a peek forward. If expansion happens in the Big Ten where to turn? We'll do that next. Doc Fuller back with more Hawkeye Swarm on 1700 KBGG. Dr. Stephen Fuller back with us. It is the Hawkeye Swarm here on 1700 KBGG. We take a look back at history. As we get through these long summer months, football getting closer and closer, Doc. But the dog days sometimes hit us. And Football, can you just get here already? You don't want to wish away the summer, but I do get those those feelings. I'm not as bad as Ken is because... He he wants summer to end now so he can get to football. I don't want to wish it away, but football, boy, that's it, it's just so much fun when you make your way to Iowa City and get over to a game. Well, and I had to get my little bit of a fix. I went to the spring football game uh, yeah. just to kind of, you know, get me through till uh, <laughs> September. But uh, I never want to wish away my uh, summer. No, never want to wish away the summer. But we're getting closer and closer with these conversations, getting us through the summer months as we prepare for Iowa football coming up this year. And, uh, Doc, we're going to go a different type of road today. We've took a look back at 
position groups and seasons and and different storylines that have happened throughout the years. Today, it's a look forward, a look to the future as the Big Ten, what it will be, say, 2023, 2025. That's a lot of people's kind of target date, maybe the next round of expansion. Now, expansion could be a dirty word, and we've talked, uh, neither of us have been to the new stadiums when we went through the Big Ten stadiums. Haven't been to Rutgers, haven't been to Maryland, though we'll be crossing those off at some point here in the near future. But at the Big Ten, if we see super conferences, a move to 16-team leagues, are there some teams that you target, teams that you have on your wish list you'd like to see that join the Big Ten? they got to be better football brands than Rutgers in Maryland, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I understand the expansion that way. Uh, for Maryland, you know, they bring more of a basketball-type program, uh, which, you know, and then Rutgers, you know, they tried to capture the New York market, I mean, in, in that. But I'm not sure, you know, if if you walk down the streets of New York City and said, hey, have you caught a, a Rutgers game lately? And they go, nope. Rutgers? Who, who, who's What's Rutgers? That? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's, but, it was more about the television sets inside that footprint yeah. than it was actual the State University of New Jersey. Yeah. So, you know, looking at it, you know the 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 top of the list everybody you know would like to see but i don't really think i would really like to see it would be notre dame yes, i mean i yes. mean notre dame's a known commodity and and things like that but i i, I you know they're an independent in, mm-hmm. in in football not in basketball but uh i i just don't see that happening i mean you know um I don't think Notre Dame wants to compete day in and day out with the the level of competition within the Big Ten, and and uh, uh, I say that because I think Nebraska is a, a, a perfect example of they thought they were going to be um, you know the top dog uh, when they came in and they were going to roll through uh, the Big Ten, and and it really hasn't materialized. But uh, they got a new coach and new program, so to speak, over there. I could see Pittsburgh, you know, um, you know, uh, may have to, uh, do something to, you know, calm Penn State down just right. a little bit, but, uh, I could see Pittsburgh or, uh, coming in, you know, they've got a, a, f- a known commodity usually for football. I mean, it's been mediocre at times, uh, here lately, but, uh, I could see Pittsburgh, uh, possibly being on that radar, um, but, uh, you know, there's Midwest. I, I don't think there's anybody in the Midwest. I think we're, we got to look more to the East for teams. It makes sense. Now, Pittsburgh, what do they add? Because you already have that footprint. You already have Pennsylvania with Penn State. I don't think that makes a ton of sense. I think you got to think outside the box. And Notre Dame... I mean that that's the apple. way outside the box. <laughs> well, that that's the apple, the eye, and, and it was very close to happening years ago, but ultimately was uh, was cut down in the eleventh hour. Of course, you put that on the list. The one that makes sense to me is you have to come back this way. You have to, if you're going to keep the divisions in football the way that they are, you need to na- add a name brand to the West. And there isn't anybody that really makes a ton of sense. Of course, Notre Dame. You could you know make them move west and have them in there. That certainly would add to the cachet. But I look to the south, and no, not just to the south of us in Missouri. I go a little further south in Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma, the big caveat you have to put there is academics. Football brand, basketball brand, you're good there. 
athletic department, the amount of money that they invest in, they spend all perfect fits. But there is another component that some people forget about, and it's actually what colleges are for. It is the athletic side, uh, not the athletic side, the academic side of things. With that, they allowed Nebraska in. They were not an AAU member. They're losing their AAU status. Now with Oklahoma, this is even a rung down in terms of academics. Can you get away with it? I don't think you can. I mean, uh, you know, the Big Ten has always been, you know, academics first, and and uh, that is one of their top goals. I mean, uh, you know, if 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 athletics were the thing, we would have thrown Northwestern out uh, long ago, uh, because yes. uh, you know. <laughs> Until recently, Northwestern uh, was the the doormat of yes. the Big Ten. I mean, uh, and so they strive. You know, the Big Ten strives for high academic standards. Now, do they always succeed? Uh, not always, but uh, I, I, you know, it'd be nice to see an Oklahoma or an Oklahoma State. But you know. Th- they look at those programs and are they going to add? Are they going to bring, you know, a cloud, you know, to the Big Ten? Uh, I just don't, you know, I don't see. How about this? How about, how about this then? I bring in, because we're going to bring in two to get it to 16, Oklahoma and Texas. One of the top public universities in the, in the country, Texas and Oklahoma. You get them as a combo deal. Does the Big Ten academia academia relent a little bit? You know what? And maybe having a conference in Austin's not too bad of a thing. Could could that be a, a swing thing? Now you get into the other side. You get into state legislature, Oklahoma State, and the st- Oklahoma legislature. Hey, what about us, Baylor and Texas Tech? And we've seen how that's happened before. But if you could get those two together, more workable, perhaps. I think it might be a little bit more workable. Um... I don't see, you know, Texas has its own problems per se. I mean, it, 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 and it's good for them because they have their own network. Yeah. I just don't see that, you know, flying real well within the Big Ten that, uh, cause that opens up a Pandora's box of Michigan, Michigan State or Ohio State. You know, we want our own and, you know, the Big Ten's got their network and, and, uh, affiliation with, uh, that. And, I, I just don't see how that would come in. I mean, and that's the problem, you know, that the Big 12 had to do to keep, you know, Texas in the uh, Big 12 uh, there. What about a Michigan, uh, you know, a MAC team, say uh, Western Michigan or a Central Michigan? I mean, what are you adding there, though? Because you already uh, have Michigan. Well, you got two Michigans already yeah. there, um, you know, but. It's and geographically it's the, the geographically you know travel. Everybody charters anymore. Yeah. These 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 athletic departments have enough money. Geography, shemiography. All right, I'm going off the board. I got, I got a crazy thought. So Jim Delaney, the Big Ten commissioner, he's coming to the end of the line. Right, he's getting close to retirement. Now he played college basketball. Do you remember where he played? Do you know what his alma mater is? Um, not off the top of my head. North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Great, another great public institution. You talk about the shifting demographics in terms of population from the Rust Belt moving its way down the seaboard. You couple them with maybe a Virginia, somebody like that. You bring in two huge public universities, two great universities that 
basketball, for basketball, have great brands. For football, not quite as much. But if you're thinking academics, you're thinking about population shifts, and Delaney bringing his alma mater to his conference, it's a little bit out there, but I think certainly better than Western Michigan, Doc. Well, it bring more to the table. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just was trying to think of somebody west to add. Uh, you know, Missouri would have been a good fit, but yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, they took off and went to the Southeast Conference, and um, they haven't done as well as they uh, thought well, they were going to do. A couple appearances in the SEC championship game. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have bet in the first forty years they wouldn't have made one, and they made back to back appearances. That's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. But, you know, they're kind of listing a little bit, and they're basketball. They kind of work, well, yeah, basketball. That, that's been you a know. disaster. Football-wise, though, better than certainly they were. I mean, they were kind of a middling program there, and they've had a little bit more success in the SEC. Yeah. Missouri would be good. But there again, you know, population base and, yeah. and things like that. North Carolina, maybe. I mean, uh, it might be a reach. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably be able to pick off a, you know, a Kentucky or a Tennessee prior to North Carolina. But that's and, leaving the SEC. I think that's more difficult than leaving the ACC. Well, true. Because but the you, SEC is in lockstep with the Big Ten as the top two conferences, and then there is a gap. And the Big 12 and the ACC are in the next tier, and then the last tier is the Pac-12 and that disaster. Yeah, that and, and the Pac-12, it just—I mean, it's so far-reaching. Colorado is the closest school. I guess you'd be connecting Nebraska there, but again, what do they add? They—they've had great teams, late '80s into the '90s, and early 2000s. Colorado's had some great football teams and some decent basketball teams during that time. I, I just don't think that Colorado would make a whole lot of sense either. I don't think we're going to go too much further west than Nebraska in the Big Ten, in all honesty. I, I don't see anything out there that far. You know, what what does Colorado bring to the table? I mean, to the Pac-12, you know, uh, they they brought revenue. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and, and to even up the schedule a little bit. Yeah. But uh, that one, to me, didn't seem like a good fit. But uh, they waved uh, the money in front of the Buffaloes, and they went west. <laughs> It's a way to do it. So finishing up here as we're taking a look uh, to the future in our Hawkeye Swarm segment, Doc. So the two out there that I told you, Virginia, North Carolina, but the two that if I had a realistic shot, I mean, okay, bring in Miami so I can go take a road trip to Miami every four (laughs) years, something like that. No, realistic, I still, Texas, Oklahoma, that one-two punch, you're building the Big Ten West, you're getting football brands, you're getting big money public institutions. I, I know the hurdle of Oklahoma a- academically, but overall, those are the two that I want. Who would be your two choices? Well, by bringing those two in, you know, you, you have the dynamics of what happens to Oklahoma State. And, you know, because if you bring Oklahoma and Texas in, it's definitely the demise of the Big 12, you know. As an uh, Iowa fan, that's not a bad thing, is it? Well, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, <laughs> then and then and then what is our sister school? You know That's where what I'm where 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 do they end up? And and uh, I you know logistically, I I think uh, there'd be a lot of legislatures uh, really screaming bloody murder if uh, we we took those two uh, into the Big Ten. I could see a Virginia because that would be fairly close to uh, Maryland right. and yep. and uh, help strengthen that. Um, boy, yeah. 
taking teams out of the Southeast Conference, you know, I don't think uh, would, you know, especially if they're, you know, not doing as well as they thought they were going to do. And Tennessee is one of those programs. I they might be you know ready to be picked off in a few more years. Okay. So a, a nice Tennessee would uh, be a nice fit for uh, you know the East side, and it would allow you know uh, a reshifting of teams from the East to the West uh, within the Big Ten. So I think you know geographically, you're probably if you can get. One team out west, you know, like a Oklahoma or a Texas. Uh, I, I think you're going to add one to to the east. Also, I, I just don't see two teams coming in uh, in the west because then you'd have to shift more teams to the east. And who and how does that? You it's know, it's easy. Purdue goes east. <laughs> Purdue then, goes. Then they're in the same division as Indiana. Boom, we're done. Well, they, they don't like to do that. They, they like to, <laughs> they like to be in two different, uh, divisions. Uh, you know, that's kind of like Iowa, Iowa State, you know, uh, when they play each other, uh, Indiana and Purdue don't like each other, but, uh, neither does Michigan, Michigan State. Right, so, right. You, you, you know, deal with it and you play them and, and away we go. And away. You got to figure it out, Doc. You got to figure it out. Okay, maybe you'll be the next Jim Delaney. That would be nice. That would be sweet. You, you just, make... just let me know when uh, you're going to be in those sky boxes. Okay, I, I will absolutely. <laughs> I will. That's Dr. Stephen Fuller with Fuller Family Dentistry. Two locations: East 29th Street in Des Moines and Eighth Street Southwest in Altoona. Looking for a new dentist? Stop on by. Dr. Stephen Fuller can help you out. Doc, good stuff this week. We'll do it again. You have a good week. Part two of our conversation, Dr. Stephen Fuller, today's Hawkeye Swarm here on 1700 and Jimmy B and TC. A lot of fun as uh, we take a look forward. Hey, these things, it's all speculation right now. We're talking down the line, but you can get into this business a little bit and have some fun with it this time of year. We saw football last night. With the Bears and the Ravens, we'll get more of it next week. Practices have begun at Iowa and Iowa State. Good stuff. We are getting there, folks. We are getting closer and closer to football season. Don't have to wish away the summer, as we talked about, though. We got some baseball to talk about. We'll do that on the other side as we get ready for the weekend in sports next. It's Jimmy B and TC. Trent kind of back with you one last time as we get ready for the weekend in sports. And, uh, well, we got to see football last night. That was good. Got a little taste. Baseball on the agenda coming up certainly this weekend. Talked a little bit earlier in the program, the slow-pitch softball game that was Yankees-Red Sox last night. Look, I was I was entertained by it. Cubs trying to bounce back against the Padres after that ugly loss last night. What else is going on this weekend that's catching the attention? Maybe a little Cardinals-Pirates? That might do something for you. All right, maybe try to buy in the Brewers. They're hosting Colorado now after they wrapped up their series with the Dodgers last night in an ugly, ugly fashion. They uh, they come back home and try to get right against Colorado. Maybe Arizona, San Francisco, I'm not going to try to sell you. Well, how about this? Houston at the Dodgers. There you go. Verlander's on the bump tonight for Houston in Dodger Stadium. There's a good series. That's a good way to wrap up the weekend. Tiger over the weekend, sure, be watching that at the Bridgestone. I can buy into that. You got CFL football tonight with Johnny Football. Eh, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying here, folks. What I'm trying to do now is get out of here. 
get the weekend started for myself. Everybody, a big thank you to you, as always, for listening in. Been great getting back in here, getting football talk going after wrapping up last week at the state baseball tournament down in Principal Park. Very, very fun down there, and a big thank you to to certainly everybody involved with that all throughout the time. We are out of here. I am out of here. I'll talk to you Monday. We'll be back at it starting at noon as we are each and every weekday. Myself and Ken Miller talking the world of sports with you on the local level and on your drive home with Jimmy B and TC here on 1700. Thanks, everybody, again for listening in. We'll talk to you on Monday on 1700 KBGG.